Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blurred. That's a um, black blurred. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Hey, 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 Corner Kids, New Year, New Us, Happy 2022. I just want to say Happy 20. I don't know. I'm struggling. It's, you know, when it's new, it's hard to say the words. Well, here we are, New Year, New Us. But before we jump all the way into the new year, y'all, we still have some amazing content left on the cutting room floor that did not make it into the final episode and so before we get to anything new we want to make sure that we uh get out everything out of the closets you got to clear out the closets of 2021 and so we've got it sarah brown our amazing editor has been keeping in the catacombs of minority corner uh some things that were cut so we're going to share that with you all today so we're going to be talking about all kinds of things you know, months ago, me and Mackenzie, we talked about the Wicked movie casting. Still relevant. Let's talk about Ariana Grande and Cynthia Erivo taking the leads. Also, uh, we talked about Blue Kentrell. Well, we're going back in time. Remember her? Oh, we got some things to talk about her and her series, Auntie Vibes. She was given. So it's going to be fun. We hop in, before we hop into the full-on new year, let's take a look at some things that were cut from this year. It's time to learn, laugh, and play right here on Minority Corner. Before we get to that, there's, of course, other crazy, messy, some <laughs> wonderful things happening. You know what we're going to do for a change of pace here at Minority Corner? Ooh. We're going to start with some some good some good things that are happening. <laughs> some good news. Good news is happening. <laughs> well, it's good for some. You know everything. Everyone always has opinions about things. So this is probably already <laughs> polarizing, and I'm sure – I'm not on Twitter. You'll have to tell me what they're saying. Yes. I'm sure people are up in arms. But they have finally, after, like – it's been like what fifteen years of trying Easily. to cast this movie. Easily, yeah. They the w- Wicked is finally cast. Yay. We've got our cast. Do you? If the kids don't know, do you want to tell the kids who yes. will be playing our, our two leads? So, ladies and gents. Um, also, for those of you who don't know, Wicked is like kind of oh, an origin idea. story. <laughs> I know, right? Wicked is it was a book, but it became this incredible hit musical that is kind of like the origin story of the Wicked Witch of the West. And Glinda. I love this show. This show is how I got back into Broadway because my freshman roommate was a big Broadway baby. Um, and we, she was like, did I grew up loving musical theater, then stopped it because it wasn't cool to like musical theater because it was seen as very cheesy. And here we were in this teeny tiny dorm room. And she was like, do you want to hear a cast album? And I was like, you're weird. And basically we had a hurricane, our first month in at Miami and so we had like no power and she had one of those like Casio like it does it it just has a battery and so we had no yeah. power we're sitting in the storm room listening to the Wicked album and I was like oh this is cool and she's basically giving me the whole show 
like and then would play a song and explain and play the song so i fell in love with it through the oral presentation of sarah fisher um and then it became like our best friend anthem is like for good if I'm anywhere and it starts playing, I start. It's a perfect college roommate. Really is album because that in the in the musical. Yes, I, roommates. So that's why we <laughs> fell in love with the show because I thought she was very weird and like so oh, bubbly right. and nice, and I was very yeah. like I'm just here to do a sport. And I remember the day she did my hair. Now keep in mind, guys, we really were Alphaba and Glenda because she is a very tiny white girl and I am this very tall black girl. I have a foot on her. When she she actually relaxed my hair for sorority recruitment um, and played popular while she did it. But it's this incredible show. <laughs> it's yeah, guys, it's a hoot. Isn't that I feel like that is so meta because I'm pretty sure there was, was a makeover scene is, during literally popular. she goes and Glenda if you need a makeover, her- <laughs> simply have to take over. I know, I know exactly what you need. And like we were in the bathroom with her being like, uh, your mom says the shampoo has to turn pink before I know I have all of it out. And we were basically our own two person sitcom. But it's a very sweet wow. show. Um, it kind of like made the careers of Chris and Jenna with a ninety to Menzel. But this has been a big debate on who's going to play them. So Glinda's being played by Miss Ariana Grande. And y'all can feel however you want to feel about her. I love Miss Ponytail. and and if you have questions, you need to go back. All you need to do is go watch when she hosted SNL. That's Thank all you, you. need to see. Not she's just so SN- good on she's it. She's so good. And not just that. It's like this... She was like a little kid when she met yeah. Kristen Chenoweth, like the first celebrity yeah. I think her grandmother ever introduced her to and was like, my granddaughter is going to be a star was like Kristen <laughs> Chenoweth backstage at Wicked. So there's like pictures it's of baby Ariana. Circle. Yeah. So I think that's adorable. And she went to that school, at the acting school of Nickelodeon or whatnot. Like People she knows really what she's act doing. like she, she just fell off a turnip truck. Singing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, she... <laughs> She's very talented. Like, because when she did SNL, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's right." Yes. Like, she's so fucking hilarious. She does impressions so well. She's funny. That like, joke. That even great. that moment in the monologue of her and Keenan when she was like, "When you come up on SN on Nickelodeon, people always want to know." And then when she turns to Keenan, she's like, "You know how it is, Keenan. Do you still keep up with Cal?" And he's like, "Sometimes," and like walks off. But. <laughs> I was very much in this camp of when it came to Alphaba and for people that have not seen the show, the show is basically, you can fight me on this. It is basically about racism. The whole show is about this woman is, bo- this child is born with green. green. Everyone hates Everybody her. constantly points out that she has green skin, that she's not like us. Yeah. Why are you here? And she's like, I believe I have more. I'm more than the color of my skin. Like literally is a line yeah. in the musical. I am more <laughs> than the color of my skin. And so I was very much in the camp of like when they do the movie, because I've always argued Alphabet can be played by any race, but it particularly Mm -hmm. takes impact when she's played by a black woman because Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this is very meta where it's like, yeah, she's wearing the paint to make her green. But also under that, if you put her on this stage, most of the ensemble and the characters are white. So she would stand out yeah. then again as well. So yeah. I was very much in the camp of like, it neither needs to be Cynthia Revo, Amber Riley. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I was very heavy on the Amber Riley. At Ooh. one point I wanted Alex Newell oh, to play Alphaba. That... Cause I thought that was like a mix of a lot of disenfranchised oh. people in one person playing yes. Alphaba. Yes. Very true. <laughs> I was even into this, um, this great, Broadway performer um, named G. Harrison J., who's played uh, Roxy Hart. He's a guy, he played Lola 
um, in kinky boots. And I was like, that's super meta yeah. too, to have like yeah. a man in drag as elf. I was like the layers. Mm-hmm. So when they yeah. announced it was Cynthia in that moment, I was like, I'm never going to talk bad about John Chu ever again. I was like, this man clearly yeah. cares. He took notes. He, he took notes when we were like, notes. listen, in the Heights, there was not yes. enough black people in it. And then he was like, I hear what you're saying. But I also and think just when me... he cast in general, it's like in the Heights where it's like, he could have picked any up and coming guy to play Usnavi. But the fact that it was like, yeah. I'm going to go get Anthony Ramos. Right. And it was yeah. like, oh, how cute. How freaking yeah cute to go get yeah. and like and then it worked perfect because he had all these tweets from lynn being like this kid's a star from like 10 years ago when he came to an audition <laughs> so it like works out with cynthia too where i'm like oh you listened you pay it because when people are like it's leah michelle it's this i was like i know well and then people are like wow leah michelle is like rolling over in her yeah couch or whatever she is yeah. <laughs> but you know what like she but i think like she was she's out because we found out that you know Everything we thought was true about her being yeah. a monster came out to be true. true. It all started <laughs> that back. That she and like, Rachel Berry are uh, very tr- well acquainted. They're the same person. And that, like after the murder of George Floyd, she was like, we have to stop murdering black oh, people. Oh, and, then and one that of the black Sam- girls from Samantha the Wiley. Sixth yes. season. Yes. She was like, girl, you said that you were going to shit in my wig. You hate That's black people. Don't lie. one of my favorite and- things is she did not <laughs> care. I loved... I also love that girl because she at the time was in Hamilton. I was like, so she's like, I don't care. What are you going to do to me? Who? Who? What? I don't care. Bye. But yeah, I'm just, I think also if people are like, Ariana, Cynthia, first of all, Ariana can sing. Like Glinda has, Glinda has like a great whistle note in like the beginning that I'm like, Ooh, it's going to sound so, but Cynthia Revo, you want to talk about somebody that will sing and make sing. I mean, just is singing, just like yeah. I was telling you before we got on that I loved the color purple when she was in it. I think I saw mm, it. So I think good. when I counted my playbills, including the closing night, <laughs> I had seen it ten times during its run. Uh, I used to wow. take everybody I knew to go. Color purple and waitress are the two shows I've seen the most. Um, color purple, I kid you not. It was my cousin's, my cousin, Mr. Former Sheriff. I'm not going to see Broadway show. That sucker broke him down. I saw the finale and she sang her ass off that last night so much Mm -hmm. to the point that I passed out from joy and was revived by Gail King (laughs) who was standing over me and next to her was June Ambrose. And they were like, you okay, baby? You you look cute when you fell. Your coat's real nice. And I was like, oh my God, am I in heaven? Like, I just kept being like, am I dead? This is what happens when I die. I can hear beautiful singing. (laughs) And then Gail King's there like, hey girl, wake up. And I was like, oh my God. This is how I die. Uh, like her voice is transcendent. Like I have yeah. never heard somebody uh. sing like that in my life. So like my best friend was laughing because I sent her like a voice note. And in the voice note, I started getting emotional just even talking about what was going to happen. And she was like, you've got to calm down. you got to breathe. And I was like, fish, fish, can you imagine her singing? defying gravity like i like oh, people in the show need to so understand the cheese level of my best friend and i when we talk about this show like when i moved from the east coast to the west coast her text to me was so if you care to find me look to the western sky and i was 
a mess. I was like, even I'm gonna start crying. Right? That's so beautiful. I told her. I said, oh. yeah. I was like, when you get married, can we dance to the song at your wedding? She was like, okay, you can dance to it. <laughs> of course. I. I saw the color. I took an ex-boyfriend of mine to the color purple and does not take away from the amazingness of the show. That's how powerful that show is. That's how powerful. It's so powerful. I dated somebody from the show and it made me not hate the show. (laughs) It's too powerful. You're like, no one can take the show away from me. I can't. But we saw it the day before she won the Tony. And it was was such a a good. And like, yeah. Yes. And of course, ticket prices went up like the next day. So we're like, ooh, glad we went today. I went that week too because I kept being like, they about to go up because she's going to win. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. And I, and true form, it was right before I left for my summer internship. So I went like a couple months before the Tonys. Then I was here in LA doing an internship, having like a very like, what's the point of all this? And she was standing on it and she was like, I'm gonna take, and I was a mess. And I was like, I'm gonna do it too. <laughs> I do want to go back to something you said that it really just, because like I had, because anytime a black person gets cast in anything, I we all have a moment of like, okay, what are the layers to this? What does this mean? It's no, we're never just like, oh, that one, that Oh yeah, we playing, don't really like, get to just be like, oh, sh- it's a, a movie. Yeah, like, we're not like, oh my God, there's a black girl yeah. playing Regina George. We're like, okay, let's assess okay, this. What, what does this, this mean, mean for the character? Uh, or also, what is it? Yeah, it changes the layers of it or it's even just like, okay, how are people going to perceive it because we have this linked lineage? And so when Cynthia Revo was cast at it as, a, as, as Alba, Alba I had these like, I went through all these hoops and they hadn't even connected the dots as well as you did. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. The show is this whole show about is, racism. Yeah. Cause I, and in my mind, I'm like, oh man, they're going to make her this like ostracized, like, you know, it's yeah. over like the story of Frankenstein. They're like, yeah. kill this person. That's like different. That's literally weird. the entire show. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Painter green. And because now I'm like, oh yeah, that role should only be played by a woman of color. Because <laughs> so now it's sort I'm, of like, yes. in some ways, it's like Indina Menzel is almost just putting on green face. Like it shows about racism. And then you had a white woman yes. paint her skin green Can for I us be to honest, get that like, I think she's about different. that all the time when I go to the show. Is I always have this moment of like, wow, this is wild. It's a story about racism. So they basically had to paint somebody green so that they could do it. Because like story. I've always heard, like have a white woman running around, they're like, "She's different." Yeah, she's like, different, and everybody would be like, "No, she's not. She looks exactly <laughs> like the rest of you." But like, but like somebody green. said that whole thing about that from the workshop because I had heard this rumor, and it could be wrong. You know, Broadway people aren't always right, but that the workshops had been done <laughs> by a woman of color, so that that you know how she does that oh and in defying mm-hmm. that the reason that happened is because the person they workshopped it with could hit the note directly right. and mm-hmm. she couldn't so they created this weird like run into the into right. the belt and i'm just like i'm obsessed because i'm also i just also have instantly i'm like oh well it's going to it's going to get an oscar nomination so we're going to get to see ariana in her full princess glam on the stage and cynthia in her full mm-hmm. like jason bolden singing and for good to each other is cynthia only missing the o for her egot is this is, yeah it's just that's the only thing we're missing, missing. Oh, yeah that's why well, sometimes that's ready. why Warm so here's the thing i kept saying <laughs> this show and then the other one i keep being like oh when they make color purple the musical the movie oh, i can't wait i'm like those can't are the wait. two shots at an oscar for her to be completely honest because when she did harriet i 
the minute she tweeted out like Harriet used to <laughs> sing to help the slaves, I was like, oh okay, so we're gonna try to get the okay, Oscar she, with the song. Yeah, okay, see what should I get that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cool, cool, cool. Oh goddess, oh man, yeah. Uh, well, I can't like oh, and the color purple. I'm excited for that musical because I, I felt. I felt that the musical went in so much deeper to the yes. actual material. My. When, when, to the point when I go and watch the movie, I'm like, oh, the movie's too whimsical. And people yeah. have like side-eyed me about it, but it, it is very whimsical. Steven Spielberg sort of, there's the music, here's, the score of it, it's why, like Hans Zimmer, like, do, do, Here's do, do, why do, do, I didn't want to go. My mom, the first time I ever saw it, my mom um, like mentors a group of high school girls. And she said, we're taking the girls from D.C. to New York to go see a musical. And I was living there at the time. And she was like, do you want to come and you can volunteer and help us chaperone? Because she was like, it's like 20, you know, 15 year olds. And I was like, mom, you barely like teenagers. You could you couldn't even stand my friends. You only liked me. So I'm like, OK, I'll come. She's like, we're going to see The Color Purple. I was like, you know, I can't stand that movie. Whatever. Like, yeah, at least I'll yes. get the playbill. Even when it started, they were like, it's Sunday moon. I was like, okay, this is kind of cheesy. But when we got to act two, Miss Seely's Pans, oh, and she stood on that chair. Really what got me was ooh, yes. right before act one ended when she turned around and she's, and she's like, I may be black. I may be ugly. Mm. And she does that soaring note to say, I'm here. I was like, this is Yes, is, I'm here. What? Mm -hmm. And then Miss Seely's mm -hmm. pants tears. And then when we yeah. got to I'm here, I was like, bury yes. my body under this theater. I'm not alive anymore. <laughs> but it, it goes into I felt just so much more. And again, I think at the time, Steven Spielberg, as a white man, yeah. did the best. He was he doing could, the best he could but, with this best, story. Right. Yeah. But it just needed just black folks to really di dive in deep, tell the story that like even the abusive husband hearing the lineage of like, oh, yes. his father was a slave and he was also abused, but his dad came off of the plantation. I mean, and that's what he knew. And I think and so this generational to... trauma was there. Yes. Like, and I think people have to understand. Queerness was also there. Musical theater is very cheesy. I am the first to admit it yeah. as a lover of it. I'm like, nothing is cheesier than when somebody is like, <gasps> pickle, taco, pickle, taco, cheap, cheap, cheap. Like, it's so <laughs> annoying. But for some reason, this was one of the few shows where I was like, not a single song is useless. Oh, right. Like, e and mm -hmm. it's the most stripped down stage. And like, even that song, like, yeah. Get Ready for the Big Dog, where they're basically explaining, like, Mr. I was like, this is one of the few shows where you could start the cast album and go to the end and you're like, these are all good. Oh, yeah. These are all yeah. good. Can't Nothing is annoying. Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two, two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month. The cure for your news overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Annabelle Gerwich. And I'm Laura House. And we're the hosts of Tiny Victories. My tiny victory is that I sewed that button back on 
the day after it broke. We talk about that little thing that you did that's a big deal to you, but nobody else cares. Did you get that Guggenheim Genius Award? We don't want to hear from you. We want little bitty tiny victories. My tiny victory is a tattoo that I added onto this past weekend. Let's talk about it. My victory is that I'm one year cancer free, but my tiny victory is that I took all of the cushions off the couch, pounded them out, put them back, and it looks so great. So if you're like us and you want to celebrate the tiny achievements of ordinary people, listen to Tiny Victories. It's on every Monday on Maximum Fun. So last thing that we're going to get to, so I just had a friend reminded me of, I don't know how this came up, but that Blue Control song, Hit Him Up Style. And I, and listen, I'm not trying to be like ageist or anything, I just found, I Googled, Blue Cantrell is 45. I thought she was 45 when that video came out. Oh, shit. <laughs> she gives, like, serious auntie vibes. She does. Well, I, I was, of course, schooling. I was clocking the wardrobe. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking about Thank taking you. this man's credit card and shopping and getting all the things. And we're dressed in a little white tank top and some, like, shoes from Target. No, it, we can't do that. It just. And, like, jeans. I was like, whoa. It screamed. <laughs> New divorcee, trying to keep it young and cute and hip, and yeah, which yeah. I'm all for. But I just like she just I think in some people just naturally have like an oh. older vibe and energy. Yeah, and the totally. song itself just sounded like oh my auntie will love this jam, and I think she did right, right, for right, Ladies right. Night where they went out at seven o'clock on a Saturday that's night to exactly. have a good time, <laughs> and we're home by eleven. Like it's it's perfect. Yeah, that's totally what it was. But yeah, I thought her. Her look didn't match like what the lyrics were about. I was like, hi, never, you know, like it never like played as much as it did watching it currently. I was like, wow, yeah, she does got anti vibes. She got anti vibes. And then like, I feel like she was maybe making up names with some of this rhyme. She, she's like, she went to Neiman Marcus on a shop in Spria, yeah. and on the way I grabbed yeah. Soli and Mia. I'm like, does she really <laughs> oh. know somebody named Soli and Mia? And she was just like, I need something to rhyme with Spria. She was in the Beamer That's just exactly beaming. Right. Can't believe she caught her man cheating. Oh mm. man, it's a wild video. <laughs> Y'all gotta yeah, go it's back. Yeah, wild. And let us know if you think yes, mm. you think that Blue Control is giving some serious auntie vibes, or no, she was just ahead of her time, living, <laughs> her, living her best life. But you know what? She dodged a bullet because she came out before Twitter. So sure did. Well, there we go. Happy 2022. May this year be filled with as much joy and happiness and love and prosperity as you can stand. I know there's some Omicron, Omicron, Omarion, uh, bananasness that is happening. So I'm hoping that y'all are feeling healthy and safe. And even if you did get the Rona, I hope you're bouncing back. And now look at you. You got super immunity. So go you, go you get vax, get boosted, do all the things, take care of you, y'all. Well, that's gonna do it. First episode of the year, already done. We did it. We did the first week. We did the dang thing. Uh, so far, so good. There's been no insurrection, so that's nice. Already winning. And uh, that's gonna do it. Next week, Aneke is here to help us kick off 
uh, continue kicking off our new year, new us celebration. So uh, we'll be back here with the queen of Minority Corner next week. So we'll see you. Have a great fabulous week. Big thank you to Sarah Brown, our editor and producer, and Lori Fowler, our production coordinator. And thank you to all of our Maximum Fund members and our listeners. We can't do the show without you. Thank you for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. Love ya. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.